Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenard. Today, we have Kyle McLaughlin, one of our preferred partners with Real Producers. He is the Chief Sales Officer for North Star Building Systems. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to dive in some unique stuff today. A uh, little bit about Kyle, actually, before we get started, is he's a preferred partner with Real Producer. He has over 15 years of sales experience, seven, seven years here in the real estate industry. He was originally from Santiago, Chile. Um, and I just feel like I have to say chili, you know, unique when I say that I'm as white <laughs> as they come, uh, Kyle moved to Naples, uh, with his mother in 2000 and he's actually fluent Spanish speaking as well. Um, and he's a native understanding the Southwest Florida market. Kyle's mission is to provide value and education into the building industry. So welcome Kyle. We're, Appreciate it. We're, ex- we're excited. So Kyle, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about who you are though. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I've been here for 23 years now since 2000, right? Crazy, 23 right? years. Time flies, man. I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school here. So I grew up here. When we moved here, I didn't speak a lick of English. So a lot of people get thrown off. It's like Kyle McLaughlin, but I'm Chilean. <laughs> so it's like... Dude, you know. I was so like... <laughs> a lot not, of people are like, wait, really? You are, we talking, are we talking about the same person? Yeah. And first of all, English is spot on. Like, Thanks. Like, if you didn't speak Span- or you didn't speak English when you came here, like... That's, yeah, that's it was like a book. sink or uh, swim thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just had to learn. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's been an amazing journey. I'm so thankful that my mom picked Naples out of all places right. to move. It was just, uh, it's been cool. I felt like I've grown with Naples as much as Naples has expanded. I've expanded professionally and it's, mm-hmm. uh, I still see like some of the people I went to middle school with, I, you know, connect with a lot of my high school teammates from football. I mean, it's just, it's really cool to see it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's evolved a lot. Um, yeah, I, uh. I, I was blown away and uh, by the growth of Naples. I've only been here for a short amount of time. Um, and even that time, obviously, it, it's grown. But, like, I was so naive when I came here because I, I hear these stories of how small it was and, you know, the dirt roads that are, you know, now monstrous roads and different things. Like yeah. I'm like, wait, really? This so. was North Naples, basically. <laughs> Pine Ridge is like, oh, you're going really north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Whoa, stop it. Now, now people won't cross Immokalee. Right. Um, well, good. So... Let's dive in a little bit about what North Star Building Systems is. Yeah. So North Star Building Systems is the GC side of our company. So it's what we use to build residential and commercial buildings. Uh, North Star Technologies is the parent company that essentially owns all our IP and, um, you know, our patents and things like that. Um, through North Star, we use, um, it's a unique building process. It's unique from the process itself all the way to the material that we're using. So we use a material called fiber reinforced polymer, which is an advanced composite. And we don't, we use that in lieu of using wood or concrete block or steel. So like the envelope, what we call the shell of the building, instead of having block one by one, it'll have our FRP wall panels. And instead of having wood trusses, It'll have the FRP trusses. Same thing with the the sheathing, the stuff that goes around. On top You're of using the a lot of terms. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sorry, technical, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he's passionate, right? Yeah, yeah I love a, it. I yeah. love this stuff. So, so okay, so it's composite, right? Composites. Yeah. So, explain, explain, like, first of all, like, why, when, when they're okay. So you said the walls and the and the ceiling and stuff like that, but it's still the foundation, right? So we're not changing that. We're just changing the the pretty much the home part of it, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So this, so you guys are understanding, it's still a home, and it, and it does not going to feel like a box. So let's let's just start right there because right. everyone says, oh, but but I I want you know walls and I want color and whatnot. Yeah, like there. 
can you even tell from the outside? You sometimes? can't. You okay. can. I'm glad you're bringing that up. From the outside, it looks exactly the same as a traditional okay. home. It's really what's going on behind the walls. So it's not one of those little like boxes. I mean, you guys do technically have those things. We have those tiny too. Homes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's not confuse them. But yeah. like, it's not what people are first thinking. Like, because yep. I did that, right? Kyle, right. you showed me and told me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want a container box. Right. You know, it's, it's different than that. Right. Yep. I would say it's comparable to traditional, like a traditional home or a traditional commercial building that you see out there. It's just extremely resilient to impact, to wind, to water, to rust, to termites. Basically, everything that affects our traditional building systems now are unaffected by, um, you know, our, our building, I should say, is unaffected by that. Um, gotcha. So, it, again, the, the process is, is prefabricated, which I think it has... Uh, maybe a negative connotation in the industry. It's, the only thing that's prefabricated is the fact that we do everything in our facility, which is right here in Bonita Springs, just north mm -hmm. of here. Right. Um, all the walls are assembled there. All the trusses are assembled there. And essentially, we just flat pack everything out to the drop site and boop, we wrecked right on site. Mm -hmm. So we're going back to the block analogy. We're not laying block one by one. We're not doing any assembly on site. Everything's already pre-made. We just connect the Legos basically think of it that way think of it like Lego building comes with instructions you just stack them all up and mm -hmm. fasten them together and then everything else is the same way the drywall there's still drywall there's still granite countertops there's still marble floors there's still you know stainless steel appliances it's all right. the same stuff at that point that's amazing yeah how long has this technology been in place so the the material itself has been around for many years. They use it out in oil rigs out in the Pacific and the Gulf and the Atlantic. Um, but only since 2020 has it been adopted into the building code in uh, residential construction. And that's something that our CEO, my business partner, Paul, did. Um, that's basically that was the founding moment of North Stars when we were adopted into the building code back in uh, late 2020. Gotcha. And after in 2021 was really the first year that we were allowed technically to build homes out of our material because before it just wasn't in code code new building code new concrete and new wood and new metal it had no idea what frp was mm -hmm. so we taught it aka composite composite yes <clears throat> you guys do do tiny homes and some other things right but yep. like give us the smallest in a sense job that you guys do or how you help and sure. up to the biggest yeah good question so right now the smallest job we have is actually a little guest house in um in naples park so it's about a 300 square foot, like little studio that this uh, homeowner wanted to build back there. So we took our tiny home model and just made it even smaller and put it in our backyard. So that's the smallest. And the biggest one we have is down in downtown Naples. It's a, almost a 8,000 square foot build and multi-million dollar mansion. So we, we span all across the scale of very, very small and minimalist all the way up to high end luxury mansions. So you're saying, in, realistically, if you were... I guess to predict the future, you probably foresee all of the quote unquote dangerous areas along the beaches, you know, where, where the hurricane could impact and different things. You're, you might see that slowly get re replaced with your product, right? Yeah. And I think, I think it's just a function of what's going on, right? There's been so many major storms hit our area over the last three decades, let's call it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. been going on forever, but just in recent memory. Um, and you know, these houses get destroyed, these families lose their home you know, and, and then we go back and we build things the same way that they were built all over again. So it's like, you know, it's just like this insanity circle of things that we keep doing over and over and over again. And that's fine because we didn't know any better. But now that technology has advanced in such a way, construction technology is a thing now where it wasn't before. Um, there's alternative materials. Sustainability is a big push. Um, I really feel that that's the way the construction industry is going to go. We can't keep doing things the same way we were doing it a thousand years ago, building out of block. So it is so much different 
right, in so many ways, and it can withstand a lot of uh, higher winds. It can it's technically bulletproof. Different things. I know know it because we, we've talked about it before. But what are the biggest differences from the composite versus a standard, you know, home? Um, I would start with the energy efficiency. I think that's one of the more telling differences where a, a traditional build will, you know, have a certain insulation value, let's call it. Ours is five times the amount of a traditional build, meaning that like in layman's terms, your energy build is going to be a lot lower because your AC is not earning as, as much. The consumption of the home, of energy in the home isn't as drastic. So we've had energy calcs come in at like 50%, meaning that like if your FPL bill is $300 a month, it would realistically drop down to $150 because it's wow. energy efficient. So I'd say that's that's a big one that we lead with a lot. Obviously, the impact rating is cool. I've had people take our material home and light it up with an AR-15, and, and it's like Kevlar. It just kind of absorbs it, nothing really, and then never penetrates. So it's really cool to see those videos. So that's another. Um, the impact rating is 250 miles an hour. Code right now is only 175. Well, that's you, huge. Yeah, that's 250. So 250. you're 75 mile an hour over. Correct. Correct. Yep. That's Not, insane. Yep, that's in all our wall panels, our roof, everything. Wow. Um, I mean, we can't go over that too quickly. So you're saying you can give me a bulletproof house? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All yeah. right, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> I just, you know, from a guy, gun guy, I want to make sure. Yep. Um, um, all right. So, so obviously, withstands you know projectiles. It withstands the wind. Mm-hmm. It's more efficient as well. Um, how long does it last? Gosh, I mean, there we've done time studies, like life cycle studies, where 100 years there would be maybe 2% degradation on the material itself. So, you know, we had a, um, back in 2020 when we were doing all our tests, and we had to do a tremendous amount of testing just to get approved into the building code. And that was one of the big ones was lifetime studies mm-hmm. and just seeing how long this stuff can really last. So right. the cool thing is like, well, if it lasts forever, then it's going to just end up in a landfill someday. And what what's amazing about our system it's recyclable so you can break it down into its base members and then repurpose it again somewhere else so that's uh, insane you know, something that you can't do with other obviously with organics like wood right um termites are a big thing for us so termites don't like composites they like wood <laughs> so we don't get termite damage ever um mold doesn't grow on our Just walls say, yeah yep yep so all that stuff is uh it, I mean, while they're selling points, their benefits, I think of them as benefits, especially in areas like this that are prone to, you know, disasters, flooding, right. hurricanes, tornadoes, all the above. Cons. You've mm-hmm. only listed positive, right? Yeah. There's always pros and cons. Come yeah. on, tell us, tell there's got to be, there's got to be a hidden something, hidden agenda, you know, <laughs> something that you're like, oh, but here it is, you know, here's the punchline. No, no. But seriously, w- what are some downfalls of composite? Um... I would just say they're harder to source. I mean, they're not as readily available as like wood, right? So, um, you know, luckily we we have, first of all, everything's made in the U.S. So our manufacturers, our suppliers, everybody's in the U.S. Uh, we have a great partnership with uh, the company that makes the raw materials out of Bristol, Virginia. And we've never had an issue with lead times with them. Um, of course, they're a little bit more expensive because it's not as readily available. So if I took a piece of block or a piece of wood for that matter and compared it to a piece of our composite material... Um, we're going to be, ex- ex- not, I wouldn't say extremely, but I would say it would be marginally more expensive than the traditional building systems, right? Where we save a lot of money is the fact that everything's pre-manufactured in our facility, and the erection time is like, if I had to put a number to about 75% quicker than it would be with its, you know, counterparts, essentially. So 
Um, I'm hoping that makes sense. So yeah, the material so itself is more expensive, but the labor to put it together is significantly cheaper because there's less people required and it's faster. Right. So let's say, let's use some examples here. Let's, let's build a 2,500 square foot house, right? And if we did normal, let's say uh, wood, you know, stone, block, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like the traditional way. Yep. Um, I don't even know the numbers, but maybe you do. But like, what would be let's say it's standard building cost of that. And then how does that compare from a percentile, a percentile uh, to your guys's from, Hey, not only is it building cost, but also like, what, what are we talking here? Is it, is it double? No. Yeah. So that's a great question. It's, it's really only at the most I've seen it 12% higher than traditional oh, materials. So not much. So you're making that up and that's economies of scale, right? So if you're talking about a thousand square foot house where that 12% could represent, you know, I don't know, 20,000 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, obviously if we're building something much bigger than that, 12% is going to drop down because we were able to achieve economies of scale. Mm -hmm. So it's really not that big of a difference when you consider the fact that you're saving big, big money on your, uh, electric bill or uh, considered a higher rated building system. So insurance is going to be cheaper on your homeowners. Um, and you get your build faster, less maintenance over time. You don't have to worry about termites and all the things I've mentioned. And you have a longer lasting asset than you would with any other building system. All right. You talked about it. Now I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> There's so much going on in insurance right now, right? Mm -hmm. So what has your feedback been? How has insurance, first of all, is it insurable, right? Yeah. Like it is, right, in, in that sense. But like, how are they adapting to it? And and what are you seeing from a pro standpoint? Are insurance like jumping up and down? Like, hell yeah, we're going to, oops, uh, you were going <laughs> to help out, whatnot. But like, like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say... Um, it's an education process like it is for anybody else. So it's, it's educating the same way I have to educate the market. I have to educate vendors too, including insurance. So we already have the rating from insurance that is considered superior, superior construction process or building system. So that helps in itself. But when they're seeing that, you know, all the benefits we've already talked about. And one that we didn't talk about is our class A fire rating, which is a huge, huge liability for insurance companies are obviously fires and the house burning down that they're insuring. Mm -hmm. When they see that most of the time, they're like, Oh dude, like, we can insure this all day because I'm essentially hedging their bet, right? I'm protecting right. their liability. So um, as the as we gain more, uh, you know, brand awareness, notoriety, like mm -hmm. people understand what we're doing, I think the insurance rates might come down even more. But for now, we're already seeing big discounts for homeowners. That's cool. Talk about yeah. the fire rating. Fire rating is awesome. So we're Class A fire rated. It's the only residential home building system in the world that I know of, at least, that has any sort of class or fire rating to it. So it's funny. We put fire ratings on commercial buildings where we, you know, we have our businesses, but at home where we have our, you know, spouses and our kids, there's no fire rating. There's right. no code. There's no standard for fire. So <laughs> it's just kind of silly to think about that. You're not, you wouldn't protect more, you know, your home than you would your mm -hmm. commercial buildings. But nonetheless, being the first one to be able to claim that is pretty important for us from an insurance standpoint, but let's face it from a safety standpoint, right? right. Um, we've had fires here locally, even recently in, in the Estates. Um, where people's homes have burnt to the ground in a matter of minutes. I mean, I'm telling you, class A fire rating is one hour. A one hour that, you know, where your structure will not be compromised from a fire rating from, obviously you're, you know, I can't control your cabinets going on fire, right? right. But the structure of your building will be intact. One hour. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. A long time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see those safe commercials and they're like, oh, we can withstand whatever. I'm like, I don't know. Fire is miraculous, you know? Yeah. So I, that's crazy. Um, but you 
so true, right? Our loved ones, our pets, our everything are in there, right? Give right. us a little bit more time. If only we had, you know, a little bit more time to to grab everyone, that would be that'd be huge. That's huge. That's huge for us. I know it's huge for, you know, our consumers and obviously insurance industries too or, mm-hmm. you know, insurance companies I should say. Yeah. So, that's always been a a big feature for us. What about <clears throat> commercial? Do you, you guys do commercial? Yeah, yeah. I would say commercial is actually one of our biggest markets because okay. of the most com- most commercial developers tend to build and hold. Um, so from a maintenance standpoint, they're realizing a lot of efficiencies on their initial investment. Um, you know, a commercial like our, our wall panels, we can put them up to 50 stories high. So we're um, exposure derated, which means that a, stor- um, a structure up to 50 stories high um, could withstand, you know, the, that goes back to the impact rating, withstands the 250 mile an hour impact rating. And it's rated for Miami-Dade. So meaning I could build a commercial high-rise 50 stories up in Miami out of our system. Question how, and maybe this is dumb, but like how is it all, like it's pre-constructed, right? Mm -hmm. So how is it all like in a sense like connected together? Yeah, that's a good point. So we use, um, you can't nail into the system. So nothing's nailed together. Everything's screwed and epoxied together. We have this, um, again, not to get to technical, but we have, think of it like welding, but for composites. It's an epoxy that chemically reacts to the compo- to the um, composites and okay. it welds them together. Yes. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. For the listeners, I legit, I was at the facility and I, and he's like, hey, take this huge sludge hammer and try to like break it. And I gave it my all and it looked at me like I just like a mosquito landed on it. Like it, it literally did nothing. I was just like, okay, um, it's, it's tough stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, and that's what we're going for. We want you to feel safe in your home. It's mm-hmm. just like, we've had people come to us and say, Hey, can you build a, like a doomsday bunker or can you make a, like a panic room or a safe room or something mm-hmm. like that? And absolutely. Those are all things yeah. that we can do. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a buyer and I hear that you have this to, to, to offer now and I'm all about it right let's say I'm like let's go um what are the the process like how do you go about doing it let's say I have a builder I don't have a builder already yeah. is that something you can like work with builders uh, is it something I have to use you guys exclusively like how's that process yeah it's a great question so we can work whether you have a builder or you don't have a builder we can work with you so with with builders we would just provide the shell, essentially the envelope of the home, and then mm-hmm. let them do all the stuff that they're talented at doing, like putting the, you know, the inside together, the cabinets, the flooring, the countertops, the outside, all that. Uh, obviously for your end user or your, your buyer, your person that wants to build a home that doesn't have a builder, we provide, everything is in-house. So like our design team is in-house, our engineering is in-house. Uh, obviously the construction is in-house. So from like we, when we call from napkin sketch all the way to certificate of occupancy, where you turn the key and move into your home mm-hmm. where we handle the complete process on that. And it's a simple process. I mean, the outside of the, the only thing that we don't control is permitting. Um, standard for the county is anywhere from four to six weeks. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now they're a little bit more backed up because of the storm. But for the most part, it's a pretty consistent two months that we're waiting on permits to come through. Um, but the beauty is that during that time, we can still start pre-assembling some of the wall panels that have already been permitted so that we know can be pre-approved so like a value proposition for the builders and for end users too is what this boom you got your permit you're ready to go start clearing your lot uh you're you know you're digging your holes you're building your foundation you're you're you know you're pouring your slab and all that at that point with traditional builds then you can finally bring in the block and start laying it in right Mm -hmm. but for us during the whole process that i just mentioned we could start prefabricating the wall panels in-house so by the time that slab is poured and cured our wall panels can already be done. So that way I can just ship them out the next day once you tell me the slab's ready to go. That's awesome. So that saves you, like literally saves you months off the build time. 
I was just going to say, so, okay. Yeah. That, that really speeds up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what limitations do you have when you're building? Like what, what have you ran into that? It's like, we, we, we can't do this, you know, or something like there's gotta be something, you know? You know, outside of, uh, again, I, I keep going back to the word education because I feel like it's like it's all I do in my right. role. I mean, I'm selling, but I'm selling through education because I need right. to make people aware of what we're doing. Um, if we're in a new jurisdiction that we've never been in before, so essentially a new county or a new city, so I have to go in front of a new building board, that would be, it's almost not a limitation, but it's just an extra step. I have to now go get acquainted with the building officials, do a pre-permit meeting so I can tell them, hey, this is you know, I'm going to submit these permits. They're going to look a little crazy. You're not going to know what's going on, but here's what we got. And we have our building approval. We have a Florida product approval. We have everything you need. Um, and then it might take them a few extra weeks to review that if it's the very first one in that county or that mm-hmm. city. Um, outside of that, from a building standpoint, I really can't think of anything that, that can be built. Even like the shipping container things now, which I think are uh, aesthetically, they look really cool. They're modern. They're minimalist. Right. Um, Dude, you can't just buy like a five thousand dollars shipping container from like a off a boat and use it as a home. That's that's not permittable. So like you're, <laughs> it's not a thing that it's a little bit misleading. You have to still insulate it. You have to do a lot of things to get it habitable, right? So we build those too, except we build them out of our composites and they're habitable and ready to go. That's so cool. Yeah. So where do you see the building industry, right, residential and commercial, um, in the next five years, um, in regards to com- composite yeah great question so from a macro standpoint i feel construction technology is really something that you know big industries are getting into big hedge funds are are driving capital you know behind these construction technology companies and startups um so i think as a whole industry builders will become more knowledgeable and more efficient with the way that they build homes that's going to naturally lead them to alternative building materials and systems which then is going to propagate all the way down to your end user and they're going to start seeing more quality. Um, I would compare it to real estate a lot where in the past, you know, you didn't have a Zillow, you didn't have realtor.com. You didn't have, you couldn't just go on Google and type in an address and get information on comps, get information on the neighborhood, get information on, you know, what's available for sale and what isn't right with construction. It's, it's lagging a little bit behind, but people are becoming more knowledgeable in general. Like how my house just got flooded. My house just got destroyed by Ian. What can I do in the future? to make sure that doesn't happen to me again. So I don't have to go through this ever again. Mm-hmm. Simple Google search will tell you, here's what you were building with in the past. Here's alternative methods that would be more resilient to this if it ever happened in the future. So, you know, I talked about macro. Now on mm-hmm. a micro level, you have your end users just being more knowledgeable about what's actually going on behind the walls. And I feel like in the past, maybe they just haven't been properly educated. They haven't taken the time to learn. It's a lot. I mean, even you said at the beginning, like, throwing a lot of terms. It's very technical because it is, dude. I mean, it's engineering, right? Oh, for sure. Not, not every, I, I'm not even an engineer. I don't, understand, I don't understand half the stuff I say sometimes, but it makes sense, right? right? So from that standpoint, is the end user being a little bit more educated and understanding what's going on behind their walls and investing more money in that? Because you can always change your cabinets. You can always change your countertops. You can always change your floors. You can't change what your house is built out of. Mm-hmm. You know, just tear it down and build a new one at that point. Right. And that's where we come into play. I love it. Love it. Kyle, this has been absolutely amazing to talk about what Northstar has to offer. And obviously you're passionate about it. Um, we are running out of time here. So um, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing the insight. Um, obviously, if they have more questions, they can reach directly out to you um, or your team. But wow, like this is going to change the industry. 
Like, you know, what you guys are doing, first of all, kudos, right? Let's let's create something safer for, you know, from a wind standpoint, from a, you know, a, a lo- um, health reasons, right? Mold um, to a fire, right? Like you guys are creating something that's safer, more efficient, different things like that. So um, I just want to say that's that's amazing. Kudos to obviously the, the founder too that yeah. uh, had the idea. And Absolutely. That patent and everything yep. like that. So uh, Kyle, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you so much for being a partner for Real Producers. Um, and I just want to say thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. As always, RP Experience Extreme is still thrilled to have you on here. Uh, we're here at VentureX in the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. See you. See you.